This week's episode is backstory for a game a DM is running. They wanted to provide their players with it before the game started to build excitement and intrigue. This week's story. The year is 523 DR. Pirates and other criminals have besieged the city of Procamper in the Vast on the north coast of the Sea of Fallen Stars. Family of wizards, known as the Thulturals, vows to help protect the city, but only if they will be given hereditary title and rule. It is accepted, and they drive the pirates and criminals away, leaving the fortress city safe. The Thulturals preferred peace, order, and discipline to freedom. They decided to expand their walled and guarded city, pushing toward the sea by building self-contained districts, purposefully segregating areas from each other with guarded passages. They did this in the name of reducing minor crime, but in reality, it was to make ruling the people easier, as some of the new rulers took pleasure in their newfound power, becoming tyrants, using fear to keep their subjects in line. The year is now 860 DR. To the southeast on the Sea of Fallen Stars, in the country of Aglarond, small groups of humans from Velprin have begun trekking further into the Yearwood. The star elves that call the forest home are split on what to do, with some looking to drive the humans away, some looking to interact with them, and some looking to leave the forest for a new home. She listened to her parents discuss what to do. Her father, Kyrian, Impulsive for an elf, wanted to leave, believing that, from what he heard of humans, they would continue to come and come and come and drive all the elves away, taking the land for themselves. Her mother, Ithranel, was more militant, believing they shouldn't have to abandon their home and run. The discussions lasted for weeks, and it was finally decided that they would stay, see what the humans did, and then decide to flee or fight. Xenal Tridoria didn't want to fight or flee. She wanted to see what the humans were like, believing that if they existed in the world, there was a reason for it. Her first experience with a human came soon thereafter. While out in the woods checking on the well-being of a copse of black walnuts, she heard the stomping of underbrush. Knowing that it wasn't an animal or an elf, she became excited, believing a human was heading her way. She observed from afar, watching the way they moved, spoke, and interacted with the nature around them. While they did walk loudly, they spoke softly. Not understanding the language they spoke, she continued to watch, and what she saw reassured her about her beliefs. They gently touched the trees and plants around them, writing things down as they went, careful not to damage anything. They didn't appear dangerous. Xenal was intrigued. Several more distant observations were made over the course of several weeks. Each seemed to confirm her belief that humans weren't bad. But when her parents decided that humans were bad and they would attempt to drive them from their home, Xenal didn't want anything to do with it. 
being neither a child nor adult, she was in a difficult position. Leaving her family would be seen as an act of rebellion, but staying would be a betrayal of her conscience. The year is now 867 DR, back in the city of Procamper. After hundreds of years of tyrannical rule, a few friends decided they wanted to do something about it, but couldn't openly defy the ruling class. So they created a circus, a show unlike any other, and one heck of a way to pick up information about all sorts of people. They invited close friends and colleagues to join them, people with skills and a desire to see things change. They got to work building their tent, specifically set up to allow easy access for listeners and to be able to move goods in and out unnoticed. They promoted it carefully, targeting the wealthy and powerful, making it invitation only, exclusive, and therefore desirable. It started small, using the information they gathered to bring to light certain nobles' dirty deeds in public, breaking in on deals before the merchants did, and keeping friends from getting in trouble or losing out on deals. Success was found on all fronts. The show was making money and they had more information than they could act on. Using their connections, they were able to open shows of various sizes in several of the districts, as well as recruit more people with desirable skills. Each location provided a different show with different performers, different music, and different themes. No one in power objected, happy to brag about the proprietary entertainment their city had. As a result of their popularity and social status, the leaders of the circus attempted a more public campaign to change the way commoners were treated, careful with their speeches and messages so as not to rock the boat. But their message fell on deaf ears, with the ruling class more interested in their shows and performances than their social opinions. Seeing this, they doubled down on their clandestine operations, gathering as much information on as many people as they could. The city was imbalanced and they wanted to fix that. What few people knew was that each circus location was able to magically connect to another, allowing people to move from district to district without having to go through a guard station. Leveraging this, they had their people moving to and fro, taking information from the merchant's district and repurposing it in the noble's district, taking knowledge from the services district and sharing it in the adventurer's district. They added chaos to the imbalance, hoping to break the scales altogether. But the status quo remained the status quo. The commoners, when presented with information that clearly demonstrated the ruling class's plan on keeping them subjugated, shrugged their shoulders, replying with a meek, what can we do? The group of friends decided to give up on restoring balance to Procamper. They take their skills on the road, traveling across Faerun, taking on imbalance wherever they found it, and could affect it. But during the final performance at the location in the Nobles District, information was discovered about a magical artifact one of the Thulturals was working on that had to be acted on. Two men were discussing an item. One, clearly a noble from Procamper, was intently listening to another man with a strange accent. His head covered, not much could be said about his appearance, but his voice was distinct. It conveyed confidence without arrogance, intelligence without being condescending, power, but with a little ego. The details of the item, its physical description, abilities, and so forth weren't explained, but the foreign man, with an undertone of excitement, told the noble, 
Once complete, the power to control will be in your hands, and not just in Procamper. When relayed, Xenal knew there was one last mission to complete before leaving. One final chance at preventing permanent imbalance. But how would she find this item, and what to do with it? She didn't know. And most importantly, what kind of power did it hold? Please join our Discord and share what you know. We even have a channel where you can remain anonymous, protecting your identity. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ViceVillainyPod. Vice and Villainy is a CLDG production. Thanks for listening. This is Corey. You can find me on Twitter at dndiapers underscore.